This is Anime Out of Context, a comedy review podcast hosted by a weeb of the highest order alongside a cynical man who knows nothing about anime. Our show features spoilers, explicit language, and poor fact-checking. Neither of our hosts are experts on any topic and none of their opinions should be taken as fact. Thank you for listening, and enjoy. Welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And I ride over in an open sleigh singing, ho, ho, holy shit, this is how I'm celebrating Christmas. I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Remington Chase. Ah, can you hear it in the air, Remington? The jingling of the bells, the singing of the carolers, the screaming of the children who want the toys. Well, I mean, the screaming of the children is, is usually overshadowed by the screaming of the weebs at me. Uh, but, you know, we're celebrating Christmas, so I I, I like Christmas, Sean. I'm going to be in a holly jolly mood. I, I, I'm I not going to let you soil it until you soil it. <laughs> hey, I feel like I did pretty good for Christmas last year. Last year, I gave you some really nice, interesting information on the Christmas culture in Japan and told you about how Christmas is celebrated. Oh, yep, there. yep, you did. Uh, and, you know, it was great. It was a good episode. It's one of our most popular episodes, actually. <laughs> I mean, that can be said. <laughs> what, did you not enjoy it? I mean... I I, very crisp. Yeah. <laughs> it had a Christmas episode. It had a Christmas episode, but it wasn't Christmassy. And it's granted, we had already seen the Christmas episode, so it wasn't like we got to uh, really see the Christmas part of that show. <laughs> and then people get angry at me. <laughs> But it was really less of a gift to you, Remington, more of a gift to people who like our show. Uh, because, let's be honest, that SAO video was so good. I don't know, man. It was, uh, it was fucking rough. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping that th- this year we, we actually have a Christmas episode. I deserve a Christmas gift that isn't fucking sword art. And <laughs> uh, and and I know that, Sean, you're in a difficult position because yeah. you're you're given the option to... Do, do, you, do you give yourself a Christmas gift? Do you give me a Christmas gift? Do you give a Christmas gift to the fans? And while those can overlap, usually only two of those overlap, and there's one of those three not naming names that's left out in the cold, hoping to be let in as I as I peer in through the, the warm lit windows and see you and the fans sipping chocolate of my sadness. And and, and you know, it, it's it's a bit frosty, and, and I I just hope that I'm let in this year. I love chocolate of my sadness in junior high. They were the <laughs> Best uh, grunge rock group. (laughs) I don't know. They were never my style, but I can appreciate the artistry. Well, Remington, last year it was kind of a gift mostly to people who listened to the show. A little bit to me, but also it was kind of an anti-gift to me because I had to research that shit. And that's no fun. <laughs> it's true. Because uh, that would have been at that time, I think my sixth time rewatching Sword <laughs> Art, which, oh, fuck me, man. I never want to do that again. But guess who's going to have to because they keep making more of it. Recky, stop. <laughs> it's too late. He wrote these books in 2006. Oh, Recky, please. Uh, and I actually did recently finish, uh, fuck, what? What was it? The his most uh his the first uh rewrite of the Sword Art Online. Arc. I would ask if it's good, but the more important question is it Christmas? No. Oh well. All right. Shame not. There's there's a Christmas chapter in it, but it's not important. <laughs> All right. Uh well, who cares about Sword Art? I hope that's irrelevant for whatever we're doing this week. What are we doing this week, Sean? <laughs> I mean, you don't need to freak out. I already promised you last time we did a Sword Art. I wouldn't do it for the remainder of the year, and I keep my promises usually on the show at least. I I keep my promises eventually. That's not. 
what keeping promises is about. I'm finally right? on the Discord. It just took a lot of struggling. Uh, and some of the most pain you've ever gone through on this series. And I'm also regretting a promise that I made on the Discord about, I may or may not have promised to rank all 800 plus Pokemon based on fuckability when we get a certain amount of patrons on the Patreon. Well, hey, which I, I did the math, right? Yeah. Which it's it's very simple math. Because uh, obviously I'm not just going to rank them. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to discuss. I have to I have to, to think about these things, right? Yeah, and I'll be there to help you as well. And and if if I spent if if I just spend a, a minute per Pokemon, which I could probably go longer, Frank. Uh, that that then it's it's going to be thirteen hours. Fuck. Um. So it'll probably be. Uh, I'll probably have to expedite that and shorten it. It's it. I didn't think about it when I made the promise, Sean. No, you it, didn't. It's going to probably be like episodic with an hour each episode. It's stupid. It's stupid. What the fuck did I do, Sean? Anyway, we're not talking about Patreon. We're not talking about Pokemon or BDSM Charizard. Uh, or where he controversially ranks on my fuckability Pokemon list. I would imagine very highly. Uh, I, I will say he ranks highly, though not uh, not at the top. Uh, but... <laughs> No, he's more of a bottom, really. We're, we're talking about Christmas. Christmas, that's right. And the holly jolly. This is supposed to be family friendly. No, it's not. I got what? bad news. Yeah, no, uh, no, no, no. So we, we, we've, we've weaved down this road to and fro, just like a, a drunk uncle telling a story about something that didn't even happen at Christmas dinner. We need to we need to interrupt the uncle, get to the point. What are we doing? Well, Remington, we're doing a Christmas episode. Oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> but in actual actual Christmas episode because I've picked a film that oh. is probably one of the best animated uh, Christmas uh, best Christmas anime things oh okay first of all it's a film which is just always easier thank god second of all it's Christmas which is great so far I'm optimistic uh, you, you've you shown to surprise me and break my optimism but fuck you uh, let's go holly jolly with this bitch. don't worry Rem this is a very highly acclaimed Christmas film that means nothing to me what is it <laughs> it's a film simply entitled Tokyo God Godfathers. Tokyo Godfathers. Yeah. Okay. This sounds like it's going to be Christmassy in the same way that like Die Hard is a Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> like Tokyo Godfathers. Hey. I'm expecting like these two dudes, uh, like just good old like Yakuza style motherfuckers uh, who, and it just happens to be Christmas and they're, they're shattering kneecaps and hanging a cr- couple Christmas lights along the way. Yeah. You're going to be sleeping with Mr. Claus in a bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, it's not like that. Unfortunately, you're not going to get you know your uh take the gun leave the cannoli type of things uh have you ever actually seen the godfather no oh for crying of course not not only am i terribly illiterate and uninformed with anime but also with classic movies and yet you're super critical about just about everything oh goodness we'll have to one of these days we might do a couple episodes where we actually watch classic films because my god remington (laughs) my god maybe for a few maybe we'll have a few uh spin-off episodes all right so what, what in the world is tokyo godfather well it's a christmas movie and no, not in the way that Die Hard is Christmas movie. Okay. Uh, which, by the way, where do you stand on that camp? Have you actually seen Die? You haven't seen Die Hard. Uh, here, here, here's my stance on on Die Hard. I, I think we we almost certainly discussed this last year, uh, which is hilarious. It, it's a tradition at this point. We'll talk about it again <laughs> next year too. Uh, my stance: I think that Die Hard uh, is a Christmas movie, uh, and I think that for almost anyone who says it's their favorite Christmas movie, it's because they want to be real, 
quirky and unique. And that's an, an annoying trait to have. So I, I, I think it, it qualifies as a Christmas movie. I do judge you if you say it's your favorite Christmas movie, especially then if you follow it up with, because if you really think about it, it is a Christmas movie, because then you're the worst kind yeah, of person. No. Uh, for the longest time, I refused to admit it was a Christmas movie because I hated those people. But now I'm in the camp of, it's a Christmas movie. It's about family. It's about friendship. Yeah. It takes place on Christmas. It's fine. Uh, and and I will say, for some people, I can accept that it's your favorite Christmas. Most of you, shut the fuck up. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> if, if you're saying that it's your favorite just so you can surprise them that it's a Christmas movie, just shut up. Uh, but yeah, Then it, Home Alone's my favorite Christmas movie, jackass. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah. That it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, see, well, now I just want to go on a tangent about Home Alone. but We can't do we that. We can't just keep talking about tangential Christmassy things. I mean, we did it all last year, too. <laughs> yeah, that was sort of online where we were actively avoiding topic. <laughs> maybe we just make it Christmas. Tri- Sean, maybe we don't watch it. <laughs> maybe, maybe for Christmas we say we say we're gonna watch it, but instead we well, let's just let's just relax. Let's have a week off. Let's just talk about Die Hard and Home Alone and and talk about opening presents and talk about Nightmare Before Christmas and and a bunch of just Christmassy things. That, doesn't that sound nice, <laughs> Tim Burton is my waifu. It would be great. <laughs> It'd be so good. Uh, you don't get that option though. Right? Oh, Maybe one day we'll do something stupid like that. <laughs> I don't know why we would do it. We'd have probably I'd be intoxicated at that point. <laughs> And it would just be something to get out of the way. But no, no, no. It's more likely to happen in a, a part two after we've watched something we just don't give a shit about, really. Yeah. All right, so Tokyo Godfathers. We've spent a lot of time not talking <laughs> about any of the anime we're going to do. Well, Remington, Tokyo Godfathers is probably uh, one of the best anime Christmas movies out there. Uh, it takes place on Christmas Eve. Okay. And it stars uh, three homeless friends. <laughs> okay. All right. You, you got a you, you got a couple of homeless kids, then, not kids, oh, adults. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, well, then let's change it up, and then you have a very rich, curmudgeonly eleven-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler: This is the prequel to Richie Rich. <laughs> And so the, the the curmudgeonly eleven year old is visited by 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 three uh not ghosts uh uh demons I guess uh, three demons and they're not based on on uh the past the present and the future yeah and they're not based on time they're based on space so they're the demons of the x y and z axis that. <laughs> What's happening? What is this episode, Sean? Uh, Christmas? Merry Christmas, y'all. What's going on? I, I promise we have not had much spiked eggnog. <laughs> <laughs> only, a, only a little. We're being festive. Uh, no, uh, it stars uh, three homeless friends uh, who have just experienced kind of their own Christmas miracle. Oh, okay. While one, uh, while they were uh, shoveling through some trash to try and find you know some food and stuff for the night, because you know it's hard being homeless. Uh, homelessness in Japan is actually kind of a pretty severe problem because uh, the pe- the way they get treated is way worse there than it is here. Oh, shit. Which is surprising, to say the least. <laughs> yeah. I we... mean, we have way more over here, and that's not to sneeze at uh, our homelessness problem because it's fucking huge and it shouldn't be. Yeah. But in Japan, especially around this time period, uh, homeless were often treated with vials. Oh, shit. All right. So so things it... tend to go bad, but th- they've now had some good luck. Yes. 
Mountain. Yeah, uh, kind of. Kind of. Yeah, it's a bit of a miracle. Uh, oh yes, they're rummaging through a Christmas for a Christmas present. You know, because it's Christmas. Even yeah. even uh, if you're it. not uh, on the uh, best plane of your financial gain, May- maybe find some some leftover KFC chicken. Yes, boom! I remember things. Look at me go. It took you half the episode to remember it, but that's fine. <laughs> I got there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you'll never guess what they find: a newborn baby. Oh. Okay. They find a dumpster baby. Uh, okay. <laughs> and uh, despite having nothing at all, the three take the baby and they name uh, her Kyoko, uh, which means pure one. Uh, <laughs> and they embark on a bit of a journey to hopefully try and find the kid's mother. I don't know if that's a good idea. I'm going to take a wild guess and say that this baby was not accidentally dumped into the trash. Well, it's hard to say. because the- Is it hard to say? If you... Listen, I'm not a father. Uh, I, I would hope not. Yet. <laughs> Unless uh, you've been I'm keeping... still I'm still waiting on, on the tests. Uh, Sean, <laughs> you might be a father. Uh, but I, I'm not a father. But I, I feel like if I was, I, I, I would I would give a shit about my child. And if they were in a, in a dumpster, it's probably because I didn't give a shit about them. Probably because I didn't want them. Um, or the best case scenario, I was so negligent that somehow they were able to get into a trash can either of their own volition or by someone else putting them in the dumpster. Either way, I'm not a good dad. (laughs) If your baby ends up in the trash, you are not a good parent. Either because you're an awful human or because you're just real aloof. Well, let me put it to you this way. They have reason to believe that that is not the case. Okay. All right. It, it goes into it in the show itself, and uh, they decide that they, and there are clues lying about that uh, points in the direction of where their mother might oh, be. Oh, is this going investigation style? A little bit, yeah. Hell yeah, brother. Yeah, so on Christmas Eve, these three homeless friends decide- we're Sherlock say- Holmes in the case of the dumpster, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Not not quite elementary, my dear Watson. Damn it, I was about to make that joke myself. <laughs> you beat me to the punch. <laughs> All right, so uh, uh, Merry Christmas. So they they they're investigating. They're, they want to find the, the the mother. Yeah, but unfortunately, Tokyo is kind of a big place. Yeah. Uh, you know, being the capital and whatnot. Is it the capital? Yes, it's the capital. What am I saying? Of course, it's the capital. Not Kyoto. Am I gonna? Am Isn't I... it Kyoto? I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm clueless on Japan. It's changed around quite a bit. That's all I know. It sounds uh, like you're making excuses for if you get it wrong. I. I uh, let's. It's see. Tokyo. Thank you. It fuck. is Tokyo. Okay, okay, good. Fair enough. But no, seriously, you it, better get that one right. I would hope. So, uh, no, but the capital of Japan has changed throughout uh, the different uh, periods. Uh, I believe at one point it was in Kyoto, so you're not wrong. Why Why can't they just be like us and have it always be in Washington, D.C. ever since prehistoric? <laughs> <laughs> when the first White House arose from the depths of the Virginia swamps. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, Alright, so they're, they're looking all around. Tokyo is a huge place, so they have no idea where to look. But then they get another miracle uh, kind of. Okay. Uh, cause this sh- this movie uh does have some mild Christian themes. Oh, we're getting Jesus in here, boys. Yeah, and more of a vague higher power thing, cause they there's a lot of there's a couple moments. Yeah, of what, but if we're talking about higher powers, is there really any higher power other than heavily Americanized Christianity? 
already. I don't know. I've read uh, Lovecraft stuff. <laughs> uh, but, uh, and it, that becomes one of the big themes of it. And uh, some people find it overbearing, but honestly, I think it's just nice and sweet and uh, very interesting. Uh, but as they embark on the search of, of her, uh, they become entangled in a series of very complicated events. A series of unfortunate events. You might say so. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris uh, comes <laughs> forth, dressed as a creepy old man and uh, a variety of other characters and just harasses the old, uh, the poor uh, homeless folk. God, I, that, Neil Patrick Harris is what I want on my Christmas tree. I'm not gay, but Neil Patrick Harris, come on. I mean, he's been in some bad movies, but let's be real. Dr. Horrible, come on. They're, they're not bad because Neil Patrick Harris. No, 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 All no. Right. He's a victim. <laughs> exactly. All right, so, uh, so uh, a bunch of crazy shit happens. Yeah, including kidnapping death and a mysterious red envelope. Oh, okay. Oh, this, I, this movie's just full of surprises, ain't it? It is. Uh, and thus, throughout the entirety of the film, uh, the three characters are the uh, kind Hana, who is uh, who is trans, uh, a runaway teenager Miyuki, and a rather belligerent uh, drunk by the name of Gein. Uh, and they're kind of an unlikely trio. What, what weird, like, indie art house anime. It, like, I'm not against it at all. Like, it sounded like you were. No, it's my jam. I'm just, I'm, I'm not, I'm not angry. I'm just surprised. Want to know something that'll surprise you even more? Bring it. This uh, film was made in 2003. What? Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Did they even have Christmas back then? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So lots of, of very interesting mm -hmm. elements at play here. Yeah. And uh, it's uh, a story of them trying to confront the physical problem of this kid and trying to get her home uh, while also dealing with their own internal struggles and how they grow to be as people and how to hopefully improve their lives themselves oh, through this shit. complicated journey. John. What? We're watching Ice Age. <sighs> <laughs> We're watching the <sighs> hit movie with way too many sequels, Ice Age. You got a, a, a band of, of unlikely characters to, to be together in in nice winter environment, get, having a child and having to figure out how to return that child, go on a long journey because the, the space is just too large. And, oh my God. Oh my God. You, you've seen Ice Age. Yeah. <laughs> But you haven't seen <laughs> fucking Godfather. Oh, yeah, unfortunately, I have fucking taste, Sean. <laughs> Remington, it's been a while since I've been this angry. <laughs> what else do we need to know before watching, Sean? That I'm going to kill you before you even get a chance to watch it after that joke. Sounds great. Let's do it. Jesus Christ, fucking ice. It, this is a heartfelt, emotional story of character exploration and all kinds of interesting- And I'm sure Tokyo Godfathers is as well. <laughs> God damn it, Remington. I'm not laughing at it. I, I refuse to fucking laugh, you piece of shit. I can't believe we've been friends for as long as you have. You make me so mad. My God, I want to kill you. And Merry Christmas to all. Let's do this shit. Oh God, the body and the story is going to be fucking Remington. Fine, let's go watch Tokyo Godfather so I can at least have something positive this Christmas. Yes, you could, you fucking child. 
I give you an actual Christmas movie this year for Christmas, and you do this to me. All right, let's start prop. Three, two, one, mark. Ho, 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 ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Uh, After watching the entirety of Tokyo Godfathers, the first Christmas movie we've ever properly covered, and arguably one of the best uh, Christmas animated films out there. Uh, Anime specifically. Animated film, that could be a bit more debatable depending on uh, your American uh, tastes. I mean, who can forget Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer? Oh, for Christ's sake. Which would play every single year a masterpiece. Is it still playing? I don't know. Probably probably not, I would guess. I would it's guess still playing. Oh, fuck yeah. Because oh, it, the the licensing to play that movie is probably like a buck fifty <laughs> at best because of how awful it is. Like, I think it plays on Cartoon Network, if I remember correctly, oh, every man. year. That without grandma fail. was great. It, I, mm, okay. Sure. <laughs> Look, just when Die Hard is a better Christmas movie than that, that it kind of shows. I don't know, man. I Have don't you, know. When was the last time you actually saw Grandma Got Ran Over by a Reindeer? Uh, it, It's been years ago, but I'll tell you what, I've never seen Die Hard. <laughs> Yippee Kaye, motherfucker! God damn you! See, what the hell is wrong with you? Already, we, we've we've gone on a tangent. We've completely separated ourselves from the anime, just like in the first half. Uh, Merry Christmas to all! How have you not seen Die Hard? <laughs> uh, uh, I only watch good movies. <laughs> Uh, Whoa. Yeah, that, that was deliberately inflammatory, but let's get started. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. If it, any more of this continues, I'm going to kick your ass off, off of Nakatomi Plaza. I'm sure Die Hard. It's, uh, oh God. Here, I'll give it a, it's like a, a six out of 10. I rate it for you. All right. Uh, well, let's, <laughs> let's jump right You're going to have people requesting us to do a Die Hard episode now. You know that, right? Tokyo Godfathers. Tokyo Godfathers. Uh, 2003 movie, arguably one of the best movies uh, uh, from that era in terms of anime. Uh, fall of 2003 is when that aired, actually, which is surprising considering some of the themes it tackles. Yeah, there's there's quite a bit. And uh, let, let me just be upfront with, with, with how it addresses some of these themes. Uh, I, I view it sort of like a, a really, really progressive 80-year-old man. Oh, no. <laughs> who, who's like, he's got the right ideas, but the way that he conveys them is a case occasionally iffy, right? So the old man will be like, oh yeah, you know, them blacks, uh, them, them, them are pretty good. I don't see why everybody's angry at him. And it's like, okay, well, it's not, maybe not the way you should have said it there, Grandpa. But, <laughs> you know, your, uh, heart's, your heart's in the right place. Okay, I will clarify that some of the translations and the subtitles are a bit off. Well, yeah, but not even just like with the, the language, so definitely that, but also just general portrayal and habits uh, and attitudes and things like that. Uh, there, there were some, some uh, so obviously, uh, uh, as the the number one thing that we're we're talking about here is the the main trans woman character who overall I think is is done well as a character great character uh and once again heart is in the right place well executed and everything but there are definitely those like somewhat problematic tendencies and I think a lot of those just come because 2003 Japan wasn't as woke as we are now right uh they so I, I don't think they're terribly to blame there uh but I I still think it's worth acknowledging 
acknowledging. It's a product of the times. It's why when you watch good old uh, fashioned movies from the 50s and 60s, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you uh, you just have to think to yourself, okay, product of the times. You got to take that into the context of things and realize that the intent was never there to be negative. Yeah. And unlike a lot of anime, the vast majority of anime uh, with any sort of trans person, uh, especially trans women, this one, it wasn't just the butt of a joke. They, they made a lot of those jokes, but it, it felt more character driven rather than we as the audience are supposed to be laughing at this character, which is a, a very welcome change. Oh no, uh, she is easily one of the best characters, if not the best character of the three, just due to the sheer comedy that is uh, brought forth from her. Because her, you got a lot of the like, oh, you know, this isn't, you know, is is this is not a, an actual woman, blah, 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 blah yeah. from the perspective. And it's like, that's a joke partially, but really it's the, it's more of the extremeness of the situation. Yeah, the vast majority of the comedy from uh, from Miss Hannah's character comes through how over the top she is, especially when it comes. She she's like the she, she's a diva. Yo, one hundred percent. She's she's like a really kind hearted diva, but still takes that to fucking eleven. And there are lots of times where she is having a diva fit, and you're like, okay, I look, I get it, but like you gotta you gotta calm down. And it, it's endearing and it's also very comedic in a lot of moments. And so uh, she, overall, fantastic character who, uh, I mean, really, if anybody was like the heart of the movie, it's Miss Hannah. Obviously, obviously. Uh, uh, but but the other two are also like genuinely solid characters. Right. And what's great is it establishes that so quickly. We open up and it's a nice little, uh, it's, it's a nice little sermonizing Merry Christmas, sing about Jesus type deal, right? Mm-hmm. And even through this sermon that it starts out with, we can see so much strong characterization with especially Hannah and Gein because of just how they interact with the sermon and with each other and with other people. And one of the amazing things about this, not only the very quick and strong characterization, but also it quickly establishes that it makes it feel like there's a world beyond just them. I often rail against when you just have main characters and they live in a bubble and only things that matter are them and that's it. Uh, You don't have that here. You feel like there's more going on elsewhere. Other characters who you hardly see, they have opinions and personalities, even if you just see a glimpse of that, which is so refreshing. It's a very human show. Yes, which is great. And even though it's a very human show, it's also will take things up to 11. Like one of the things we, we discussed while watching is that Tokyo Godfathers is very much in the style of a Western Christmas movie. Right. And nowhere do I, nowhere I think is as shown more than the, what, what I'm going to call the Christmas ex machina. That, this movie. Th- this movie is, is filled with Christmas ex machinas, which I think is not terrible because in Christmas movies, what they're known for, characters are going to be at their lowest or they're not going to know what's, where they're going to go next. And then a moment of serendipity, which I mean, serendipity is one of the primary functions of Christmas. Just those moments of fortune and luck and hope that you have. And that's a beautiful idea, whether you have the Jesus-inspired miracles or just really good luck view of things, right? It, it's that sense of serendipity and hope. It's a beautiful thing. And so I think it's more acceptable in this medium than, say, a shonen where they're trying to pretend that everything is because of the powers that they haven't described. And then they're just like, hey, Sword Art Online, who cares about rules? Like, it's much more acceptable here because, one, it, it fits within uh, Christmas and fits within the emotional truth of 
the thing. Honestly, Rem, I think that this is probably the uh, prime example of what a uh, ex machina should be used for, because there are plenty of ex machinas in literature that aren't the worst thing on the face of the planet that make you want to cry every time you see them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And this movie is aware of that fact, so much so that literally every plot point is a machina. Oh yeah, and then whenever the, the Christmas ex machinas are introduced, they don't just say, oh, neat, that's cool. They bring it to fucking 11. Uh, there, there's one bit with, with an ambulance, and that's all I'm gonna say, watch the movie. There's one bit with an ambulance, which was just an amazing moment, it just came out of nowhere. And moments like that, th this show will have you just saying, wait, what the fuck? It'll go from so tremendously grounded and human, where it will be slowly paced, and it'll just be the characters talking and interacting, and it won't be crazy, it'll just be relaxed and, and very human, and then it'll go batshit nuts in 10 seconds, and then it'll go back, and you'll be like, oh, okay. <laughs> It's what I like to describe using the medium of animation to its fullest potential. 100%. Because not only do you get these cool, deep, interesting character moments and amazing cinematography, well-directed scenes, out of nowhere you're going to get a mind-blowing action scene with hilarious slapstick comedy elements, as well as just some great character facial animation. Oh, the facial animations are absolutely top-notch. And I think that most people are, are obviously going to, when talking about the facial animations talk about Miss Hannah, who obviously I think has the most notable and varied facial animations. I mean, because the running joke is that she's hideous. Which oh yeah, she is. But that's but, besides but I the think, point. I think I think the the facial expressions I like the most come from our third character, which we have yet to discuss. Ah, Miyuki. Miyuki has. Uh, she's just this this teenage runaway, and her facial expressions. She so well conveys like sass, sarcasm, but also like confusion and what the fuck is going on. She's a teenager, and you can fucking tell she's a teenager. In this band of, of Tokyo Godfathers, she is she's definitely, like, the quote-unquote straight man of the comedic band, right? Uh, and and she still has her wacky moments, Which but is, overall, she is, she is the one that's the most grounded in reality. Which is hilarious, considering all of the stuff she puts up with. Oh, yeah. And so you just have growth. I, I would say, in, in a lot of ways, they sort of had a similar thing with as Kiki's Delivery Service, where I didn't really really give a shit about the plot. What I cared about were the characters. And similar to Kiki's, I think towards the end, the plot sort of lost me when it comes to interest because it became a little more plot focused, which is just not what I cared about at all through the movie. Uh, but nonetheless, it, it still had those character moments, thank goodness. Honestly, I, the movie is more about the characters and the plot is just kind of part of it and is just the way to kind of wrap things up fully for them with some more of that Christmas flavor and some more Christmas miracles and I, I gotta tell you Remington the first time I saw this movie my favorite part was just how many there were <laughs> yeah. oh boy yep there, because there is clearly an absurd amount uh, so much so that it's very self-aware of the idea of the Christmas miracle and it wanted to uh, not only make fun of that idea but also take it up to 11 so that not only do we get those happy warm fuzzy Christmas feelings but we can also genuinely enjoy them as actual moments aside from the fact that 
they're parody uh, parodyish in nature. What was great? So often I, I ta- I've I've talked before about this idea of you can't just say, "Oh, guys, we're doing the trope, get it," and then be away from doing a shitty trope, right? And and I fully maintain that. But what this movie does a bit differently is it says, "Oh yeah, this trope is pretty ridiculous, right? You think it's ridiculous? How ridiculous do you think it is? Is it this ridiculous? Fuck no, it's more ridiculous." And so it'll lean so hard into it. it. It doesn't just say, wow, Christmas miracles are overdone and stupid. It says Christmas miracles are a bit silly. So what we're going to do, we're going to make them real fucking silly. And want to know what makes the that whole thing best part of this whole movie? What? They say that's okay. Yeah, 100%. Like th- th- this is a, a really solid Christmas movie, especially if you're looking for something that'll get you in that Christmas spirit, that'll make you feel holly jolly and merry this is a solid one because it has all of those moments and it'll it'll still add a sufficient twist to everything but without compromising the heart of what makes a christmas movie a christmas movie like my my biggest complaint about it is sort of what i already touched upon how towards the end it isn't really great and i think part of that has to do with that they're searching for a mother and they're searching for for this one woman and i just didn't ever give a shit about her i feel felt like she was not as strongly established as everyone else because everyone else it does incredible with and it's not that they do terrible with this uh this mother figure uh but they don't do nearly as well as with even any other side character oh rem not everything can be your golden standard i think they did fine with her but you're right they could have done a bit more but all in all i still think this movie overall is top tier and i i'd agree it's really solid even the little things like the sound design was really solid. I thought that the timing of a lot of things was phenomenal because very often they would take a slower pace to things, whether it be plot points or a certain scene, or especially they weren't afraid to take time with their punchlines, which I so strongly appreciate. They're willing to wait a few seconds and then let it land because so often when shows have any sort of comedy, they feel like, all right, here it is. Here, here, here's the joke. There it is. It's gone now. And they just feel like they got to force it, force it and rush it. And it's just not great. But Tokyo Godfathers takes its time. It takes its time with the jokes. It takes its time with plot and a lot of the scenes. It definitely, I wouldn't describe it as a fast paced movie. Oh but God, no. It's an old school Christmas movie. Oh yeah. It has a slow pace on purpose. But still at all points, something interesting is happening and it's always building to something. If you're wondering what I constantly mean by the difference between inefficient storytelling and slow pacing, Watch Tokyo Godfathers because it's a slower paced movie. Not the slowest pace, but a slower pace. But it has very strong storytelling, very efficient, lots of amazing details that will throw in every single moment of the way. This will help you understand what I mean by that. People don't give a shit about that, Remington. They're still going to call you out on a lot of uh, the hatred you drop on all their favorite shows. Well, maybe they should like better shows. (laughs) Not everything can be a critically acclaimed movie, Remington. And therefore... Not everything I'll say is good. 
<laughs> Jesus Christ. Care to take a guess at what this is ranked on, Mal? Oh, uh, it better be at least eight. 8.29. Oh, thank goodness. It's ranked number 246 uh, from a, a surprisingly small amount of users, actually. Gu- guys, guys, 78,000 is how many have ranked it. Uh, most of them are like uh, 9, 10, 8, 8, 9, 10, 8, yeah. 8, 9, 10. It's just like, well, yeah. I don't think this is the best anime I've seen. I don't think this is the best movie I've ever seen, but it's Christmas, and if you're looking for a real solid Christmas anime movie, go watch this one, guys. Yeah, fun fact, Remington. This is another point in Madhouse's favor for you. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, yeah, and it was also, uh, if I remember correctly, it's either written or directed or both by a a fellow by the name of Satoshi Khan. Good old Satoshi. Uh, (laughs) We haven't seen any of his other stuff, but we will because he makes a lot, he made rather a lot of movies. He died in 2010. Uh, He made a lot of movies and books and things that are really good quality and like this. And I think this is probably my favorite of his, but that's just because I'm a sucker for a good old fashioned Christmas movie. So what you're telling me is that when we watch more of Satoshi's stuff, it's all downhill from here. Okay, do not (laughs) put words into my mouth. (laughs) Jesus Christ, do you want to make like Alan Rickman at the end of uh, fucking Die Hard or shall I uh, give you a worse fate? You have no idea what I'm talking about. I'm sorry, are you talking about Severus Snape? Because Harry Potter is my favorite anime. It's also (laughs) my favorite Christmas anime. Oof, crap. I I do, yeah, you know. You know? They do have a Christmas part in every single movie, don't they? Oh, man. Quite prominently. Yeah, yeah, especially in the first one, the uh, Philosopher's Stone, or uh, if you're American, the Sorcerer's Stone. Hell yeah, brother. (laughs) (laughs) I figured I'd add that in for you because you were going to call me out on it anyways. Uh, But overall, it's just a a solid movie. It has its flaws, sure, but it's just so charming in its execution. It has such strong character building and relationship building, which is so often forgotten about. Even though you have these characters who are yelling at each other and sincerely frustrated with each other throughout the entire movie, until the very end of it, you can still feel how much they care the whole way through. They're still friends. It's a hard balance to strike, but they nail it. This is a worthwhile movie. Go check it out. Merry fucking Christmas. Fill yourself with some holly jolly cheer and a little bit of Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Or a lot in Tokyo Godfather's favor. Yeah, fill yourself with so much Jesus. So much Jesus. It's not explicitly said Jesus, but there's a lot of I am Jesus being uh, screamed towards the audience, and that's fine. (laughs) You don't have to listen to it. You can just kind of tune it out like you do with most religious services. It's, it's, it's pretty easy to do. Uh, but Remington, before we go, we should thank the two people that did recommend this to us. Uh, that would be Hugh and Ellen. Good job, Hugh. Good job, Ellen. You uh, guys nailed it. Yeah, Ellen recommended this literally right after last year's Christmas episode because they're all, <laughs> she was like, man, I, I loved your Christmas episode, but if you guys actually want to do a real Christmas episode, there's this. And I'm like, yeah, well, yeah, you already knew my plan for next year. Good work. <laughs> and then n- now next week, we can celebrate a, a Another year, New New Year celebration next week, looking back on a whole year of watching anime. Uh, a whole year, almost two. It's 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 pretty it's pretty crazy. Uh, but Remington, you are just a hair off. It won't quite be the New Year's uh till next episode. Well, it won't be the New Year's, but it'll be our our like New Year's look back celebration bullshit. You know what? So it should be something special, something yeah. unique, something powerful and inspiring. All right. Well, now I'm concerned more than ever. But before we get into that, Remington, I have to ask one important question. You want to watch Tokyo Godfathers with me again sometime? You know what, Sean? It might 
might become a Christmas staple. All right, excellent. And before we get into our final goodbyes, we have some house cleaning to do, Remington. Uh, I don't know if you you noticed this, but we started a Patreon recently. We we did, yes, and and it's gone it's gone pretty well. We need to still sort out some little details, like we didn't expect. Uh, you know, any patrons to actually go for anything higher than uh the bare minimum, but that's fine. That's great. Uh, the the one person who's on the Chef and Amusco tier, don't worry, you'll get something special. But if you are interested and have the option financially to support us, if you're a broke college student, don't, don't, don't we, do we, it. We, we get we it. We understand. Don't worry. We're broke college students. We understand. <laughs> We're there with you. Uh, but if you are willing and able and you'd like to support us, then head on over to patreon.com slash anime out of context. We have all sorts of extra perks from our special episode zero, never before seen, to weekly banter before every single episode and a monthly extra episode as well as a bunch of other goodies. It's a lot more work for us, but we feel like you guys deserve it. Uh, and if you did enjoy uh, this particular podcast, and even if you can't throw in any cash, you know what you can do for us? You can just drop a review on whatever platform you listen on, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, or if you really want to help us grow, word of mouth is the best way to do it. And if you would like to contact us directly, whether it is for a comment, question, feedback, or recommendation, then you can either tweet us at AnimeConPod on Twitter or send an email over onto AnimeOutOfContext at gmail.com. Once again, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in, and as always, don't fuck your sister. Bye-bye.